Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome everybody. A chance for money. Still this week, you can win some cash, inflation bonus cash, coming up in about 15 minutes. Just listen for the keyword. Well, I'm expecting you're really riled up. Oh. Your people have died. Yes, I did. Poland I told has you. been hit by a missile fired by the Russians, and two people are dead. Apparently, they lived in a farm in a village. One, two, three, four, five, nine letters, and only three of them are vowels in this village's name. You would have. <laughs> How do you get J? J. Well, P-R-Z so, is the J sound. Oh, the J. Yeah. Then what's the J? J-R-Z. Yeah, don't play with that. Yeah, I studied Polish once, like for uh, in high school. Oh. Well, I, I took night classes. Uh, it's just It's impenetrable. So it's pronounced. Well, it's Zhivudu. Zhivudov. Zhivudov? Yeah, the W's are V's. The PRZ is the Z sound. Do you have any family there? No, this is in. Uh, this is East... southwestern Poland. It's well, there. actually, my mother's from that region. And oh. uh, when I did my ancestry test, there were a lot of yellow dots around there. So. Yeah. Around the southwest area or around yeah. this particular village? Around the southwest area. I, oh. I don't know this village, but yeah, there's a lot of my uh, genetic relatives there. I don't know any of them. Yeah. But. Uh, well, are we going to war? Because they're a NATO country, Poland. They've been attacked. Well, they're. Could this start something? If it was intentional, yeah, could start something. Oh, the Russians are saying no. The Russians are even denying that any missiles yeah. could have gone into Polish territory. Yeah, I know. They. they... They, they deny, and the next thing they're going to say is Ukraine did this. Uh, it's like the false flag attack or whatever yeah. to try to blame us. One of the reporters pitched that question to uh, uh, a U.S. government official, and he just said, "It's all nonsense." He goes, "They lie about everything. They make everything up. Doesn't matter what they say." <laughs> a a Polish journalist. Oh, here's your new radio station, ZET Radio Z. Radio Z. Initially reported the explosions claimed that they may have been caused by the rem- the remnants of Russian missiles 
shot down over Ukraine, which simply landed on Polish soil. Well, the other alternative is that this is just errant because the Russians fired off a lot of missiles into Ukraine today. And maybe one of them went off target. Yeah, not not far from the border. That's right. So, uh, well, I mean, there's three possibilities. One, it was intentional. One, it was an accident. Or one is they're just reckless. And hey, if a couple hit Poland, who cares? I say let's go to war. We've got to defend your mother country. Well, I saw... And they've killed two people. This is serious. I saw a bulletin that said uh, that Poland may uh, invoke Article 4 of the NATO treaty. Now, Article 4 means everybody has to get together and talk about what needs to be done. Article 5 is we need the big guns in here. Let's go. And if a a nation requests Article 5 and there is evidence they've been attacked then all the other NATO countries are obligated to, uh, to jump in and, mm. and you know, at, at the very least provide um, weaponry, uh, ammunition, things of that nature. President uh, it, Duda? Uh, yes, Andre Duda. Duda. Duda, Duda. Uh, and and uh, you see, you can't tell with the Russians. Since More than so 100 reckless. rockets were fired at cities across Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So it was supposedly part of this. A lot of it hit Kiev. Yeah, at they, least one person died there. They uh, intercepted or shot down the Ukrainians, about 70 of the missiles. Oh. Some of them, uh, some of them hit the grounds. I guess a few hit the targets. What they're trying to do, the Russians, because they're faring so badly in the ground war is just shoot missiles, sometimes indiscriminately, sometimes to try to nail the electrical system or the water system. Right. But the Ukrainians have a lot of missile-detecting uh, equipment that we and the rest of the Western world have given them. So they can shoot down a, a good percentage, but not all of them. And I hear, I guess, they shot down 70 out of 100. Has Poland still been doing things to help the Ukrainians? I know they, a lot of them fled across the border there. And there were also reports that that's how... Ukraine is getting aid smuggled into yeah. the country through the Polish border. I imagine they're still doing humanitarian aid. But right. I think they've been on high alert because any day something like this could happen or worse. You know, this is the least of it. So um, they're going to have to make uh, everyone's going to do an analysis and then decide, is this enough to really go to the mat over? Or should we wait for something more serious? Yeah, I think the answer is probably not, but... Yeah, they just, uh-huh. but you know, the Russians aren't going to get away with too many of these. No. <clears throat> uh, if, if it was just missiles that landed harmlessly, that'd be one thing. But since it killed two people, now, now it's on yeah, the scoreboard. It's, it's, it's two Russian missiles that apparently did land in Poland. Meanwhile, Biden is sleeping in Indonesia. Did you see that story that he gave up last night in a G20 dinner because he was too tired? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. He wanted to just go back to the hotel and disappear in his pajamas. Yeah. So. He'd had a long day. Can you imagine? This snub, could be just the beginning of Snub 19 other leaders, 19 other nations, all gathering together. And he Oh, had, yeah. Presidents don't skip that. Usually the G20 no, dinners are no, important. Because we're the, we're the, we're the king of uh, the G20. I know. And we got an empty seat sitting there. Or I think they sent, uh, he sent one of his uh, cabinet. Not Kamala? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> an, an empty seat would be less embarrassing than Camel. <laughs> yeah, the Russians issued a statement. No strikes on targets near the Ukrainian-Polish state border were made. 
They're denying any involvement with yeah. whatever this is that happened. Okay. And maybe it was Zimbabwe. The, uh, maybe we got the wrong military. They, uh, <laughs> God. It could be. But, hey, you know what? Uh, what do I want to do? I've told you on day one of this thing, we should just send a missile right through Putin's head. Nuclear missile. You did advocate we're, for We're going to get there anyway, so let's just take them out now. Right through Putin's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to... You know, you well, have you to use fiddle technology with, to find out where he is. You got to fiddle with the settings, yeah. But uh, they can you mean like a drone thing that they, where they left a couple of generals? No, an actual nuclear missile, right? Right, aimed right at his office chair. Well, there'll be a lot of collateral damage if it's a nuclear missile. You want to take out all Russian citizens and hmm? well, whoever's who's ever in the office. The the well, no, I think if it's a nuclear missile, I mean, it's a tiny <laughs> okay, nuclear missile. Maybe the office is down the hall. There too. could be a little fallout okay, and some well. other issues and. <laughs> Wow. Maybe the office is down below. They, <laughs> uh, we got a lot coming up on the show today. Uh, it was a big day yesterday, continuing today on the witness stand for the wife of Gavin Newsom. She is testifying in the Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein trial. He got a bit of a break, by the way. There were five Jane Doe's. Uh, Newsom's wife is number four. Number five is bowed out. So some of the charges against Weinstein were dropped today because one of the accusers decided uh, something about logistics. She couldn't be there. I don't know. But Jane Doe number five is not going to show up. So, we so I a, guess Jennifer Newsom's the last one here. Yeah, we have another unique uh, description of his. Uh, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, when we return, you will, of course, have a keyword that you will use to perhaps win some money. And then we'll tell you what's going on in the world in terms of the number of people. We have hit a new milestone. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, we're going to help out the animals today, Deborah Mark. Last week, we talked about a new documentary, which is the subject of a story on the KTLA website, about uh, the incredible, at least according to this estimate, number of feral cats in Los Angeles, one to three million cats just wandering around uh anyway it's the subject of a a documentary called crazy cat lady and we're going to talk to a couple of the documentary uh makers in the four o'clock hour about this uh, problem with the feral cat population now we move to the world human population and depending on your outlook on humanity and the world's population there are two stories here and it would be good news bad news if you hate humanity well you're going to have to wait for the good news. If you love humanity, here it comes first. We have reached 8 billion people. And in just the last dozen years, we went up by a billion people on the planet. (laughs) India will become the world's most populous country by next year, surpassing China. Is that right? That is the China. Yes. India, which doesn't seem, I know it is a, Big country, but China seems so vast. I, yeah, India. We know in some parts of India, people are really packed in. India is much more crowded. <laughs> much some more of the cities, densely yeah. populated, yeah. I've had no desire to go there. but uh, Listen to this. It took hundreds of thousands of years to reach one billion. And we went from seven to eight billion in just 12. A reflections of advancements in health. People yeah. are living longer. It, it, it's also people uh, reproducing uh, like uh, like cats. I mean, Well, not in some parts of the world. No, not here. Yes. The birth rates here in America are dangerously low. 
The world is expected to grow by over 10 billion people during the next 60 years. So think about that. We got 8 billion now, and in 60 years, uh, the population wow. will be over 10 billion people. You want to be here for that? Well, 60 years isn't likely, but uh, uh, it says in the story that um, they don't really know. This is just an estimate, but they don't think they could be off by more than a year or so with their estimate that there are 8 billion people on the planet. They just decided to pick a certain oh. day to call attention to it. Oh, they that don't... day is today, and today is the day of 8 billion. I thought they'd do a door-to-door -door count, no? Like the yeah. people who count the homeless Like do? the homeless count, yeah. I thought the... Uh, oh, so they just The global made... population so they... is growing at its slowest rate since 1950, though, Euro John, with under 1% growth in 2020. You, you know what's funny about all these goody-goods? Uh, like the UN is warning that with 8 billion people and climbing, there's going to be challenges of feeding, housing, and keeping people from polluting the climate. And you know what they're worried about is climate change. Climate change. So this is what's funny. They're very worried about climate change. But the only thing that the best thing by far to pull people out of poverty is you burn fossil fuels. Every country that's burned fossil fuels has reduced poverty dramatically. There's no question. Because it's energy for the economy. It's you energy. Mean? It's energy. It's so, cheap, too. It's cheap. And you make hundreds of products using petroleum. That, that way you employ people. Right. right. And then either, people consume when they have employment. Right. Right. I mean, uh, somebody uh, one day I heard him list all the product categories that petroleum is involved in. And this not as a fuel to keep the machines running or keep the electricity running in the offices or the factories. That's actually part of the ingredients, like plastics, for example. You have to have petroleum product, products to make plastics. It is absolutely impossible to have modern life without burning fossil fuels. Well, then that's two birds with one stone. We get rid of fossil fuels and plastics. The activists hate oh, them both. Oh, that's right. Well, because you know, you know, really what they want is they want people to die. That's, <laughs> that's the bottom line. Because, you know, if we got rid of uh, fossil fuels, a lot of us would die. We, we, we couldn't make it. We'd be very poor. The economies would be, would be horrific. They and, say that half of the population increase by the year 2050 are going to occur in just these eight countries. Are you ready for the list? Congo, Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Nigeria, Pakistan, the Philippines, and Tanzania. Mm -hmm. That's where half, half of the that? growth is. Really? Half of the growth by the year 2050 is coming from just those eight nations. Now we're well, going to bring you the good news. If you all. think there are too many people on the planet, there could be an answer coming. More and more men are firing blanks. Yes, I beg the your sperm pardon. count. The sperm count globally is declining, and it's declining at a shocking level. Uh, they put together a study that combined 153 estimates, suggests that the average sperm concentration fell from 101.2 what m per milliliters to 49. Between oh 1973 and 2018, this, that's a drop of 51.6%. This is around the world, the sperm count, the average this guy? Is, this is around the world, yes. Although they're claiming oh, that the phones? findings did tend to 
focus on Europe, North America, and Australia, where I guess it'd be a greater percentage of white people in those three places. But well, that's, also modern life. Modern life. Oh, they do believe it is pollution technology. It could be all these things. I think it's cell phones. That, but what if what if what about this wild card? It's, it's a radiation story, but I'm making it up. The planet's warming. Sperm don't like warm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, climate remember, change is doing it here too. I remember hearing that when I was a teenager. If your pants were too tight, creates too much heat, and your little uh, sperm uh, friends uh, they die. They die. It's too yeah. hot. Too they hot. Like in the here. cold. Yeah. Right. That's why they suggest boxers where, you know, you're hanging low and things can stay cooler. Sure. A little uh, airflow, air conditioning. Uh, yeah, because when you tighten up with the tighty whities everything gets mm. warm in there and sweaty. Yeah. Like when, when tight jeans were really popular, they said, oh. well, that's going to it's gonna create like a hothouse environment. Fertility is compromised if sperm concentration falls below 40 M's per milliliter. Mm, it's getting close. Uh, yes, that's why I'm saying if we run out of, if men run out of blanks, I mean, if they shoot blanks, we won't have to worry about the world population. We just won't be able to make babies anymore without sperm. It's got to be something to do with modern life. It it does. Well, they they said endocrine disrupting chemicals or other environmental factors may play a role, even acting on the fetus in the womb. Smoking, drinking, obesity, and poor diet also play a role. An unhealthy lifestyle can hurt your sperm count. Yeah, but smoking and drinking have been around forever. But people are fatter than Unhealthy diets have really exploded in the last 40 years. So maybe that's people. what we should focus in on yeah. is uh, all the bad food. Well, it depends if you want kids or not. Killing the sperm. You see, you need to eat leafy vegetables like Deborah Mark does bet if you, you want to make sperm. I bet, bet you all the Weinsteins are dead. Could be. <laughs> And because of the sperm decline, it could take longer for couples to conceive. And uh, because uh, a lot of women oh. sometimes are delaying childbirth to their 30s and 40s. Yeah, it's not good. That's already you know, a lower if, time. If, if the guy's sperm is dying off and the woman's uh, in, in her mid-30s or older, it's, that's not the way nature intended it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a reason all our reproductive organs begin working in our teenage years. Because it used to be our life expectancy was so short. You know, we'd live to about 30 so you had to get it going and reproduce in your teens, early teens, right. in order to keep the species on the, uh, you know, on the planet, which is right. really our only purpose. There is no other purpose than reproduction from a biological right. standpoint. When we come back, uh, we'll bring you what we have up to date in the Harvey Weinstein trial. It is Jennifer Newsom, the wife of Gavin Newsom, who is testifying. She is Jane Doe number four. And among other things, she said she thinks that Weinstein made her feel like a blow-up sex doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, John's right. She gave an unusual description of his genitalia. Yeah. One descri- that I'd never heard before. I've never heard uh, Weinstein or anybody have their genitalia described this way. <laughs> right, more so coming this up. is a, a unique uh, observation from uh, Mrs. Newsom. Right. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, and your reminder that the voice line comes back around in three days on Friday. Leave a message on the iHeartRadio app using that microphone icon or just call that toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86. Uh, we saw this begin yesterday in a courtroom in Los Angeles. It's continuing today, and today may be a rougher one for the witness on the stand who is none other than Jennifer Newsom. The wife of Gavin Newsom. This is the Harvey Weinstein sex assault trial. They've dropped some of the charges. That was announced this afternoon. 
Jane Doe number five apparently is not going to be available to testify. So the charges related to her alleged sex assault have been dropped against Weinstein. <clears throat> Jennifer Newsom is Jane Doe number four. This is she a hell of a the, story she told. Yeah, she took the stand yesterday. And in case you were wondering, Gavin Newsom was there. But he had to wait in a room down the hall. The court would not allow him into the courtroom oh. to hear his wife's testimony. Sure, influence the jury. I would suppose that might. His, they might recognize his, him and say, oh, well, well, you know, he's the governor. This his has celebrity, to be true. his smile, his jawline, his hair, would, would just, the jury would start swooning. Unfair uh, so, to defend it. So some of this we got yesterday, some we didn't get because it came later in the show. She met Weinstein, she says, at the Toronto International Film Festival. This is the year 2005. Uh, she was a 31-year-old actor and filmmaker who said, oh, he's top of the industry. Um, she was, of course, asked to identify him, and that's when she began crying and pointed at him at the defense table, saying, he's staring at me. Uh, she says at the film festival, she was talking with friends, and everybody backs away because Weinstein walks up to her, introduces himself. Everyone backs away. Uh, she says she felt it was like the Red Sea parting. I don't know whether it was deference or fear. Nobody shouted out, hey, you fat, gross pig. Get your hands off her. So we said some nice things to her. And then on a trip to L.A. a few weeks later, he stops by her West Hollywood home and delivers a gift, a book about MGM co-founder Louis B. Mayer, and invited her to meet with him the next day at the Peninsula Hotel in Beverly Hills to discuss her aspirations. So she goes to the hotel bar but then a Weinstein assistant says, no, he'd like you to come to the suite. She waits for him on a couch, notices a bucket of, in a bucket, a bottle of champagne. And she testified, oh, it felt a little bit more like a date, but she stayed anyway. Quote, you don't say no to Harvey Weinstein because he could make or ruin your career. Uh-huh. I guess so that's- he wrapped up his meeting, joins her on the couch. She says, well, I thought we were going to talk about my possible film projects in India and Africa. He wasn't interested. He says, uh, you get more comfortable. He steps away, and then all of a sudden, this part is really weird, from a darkened hallway in the hotel suite, can you help me, he says. Well, when she went over, she found him bent over in a bathrobe, in a bathrobe, and he's pleasuring himself, and then grabbed her and tried to get her, put her hand on his, uh, on his member. I just remember physically trying to back away. Uh, repeatedly telling him, please don't. He comes towards her and gropes her breasts, but she keeps backing away in what she called a cat and mouse move. I was delicately trying to get away. She was rattled and panicked, and uh, she was crying and trembling and got on the couch. And uh, he tested different tactics to coerce her into sex, mentioning actresses and saying, uh, that uh, this is the industry, this is the way it works, that kind of thing. Oh, so it was a list of actresses who'd submitted? That's right. Did they mention uh, the list in court? Uh, don't think so. Mm. So she tried, this is a little interesting, to talk about losing her sister when she was a girl. I guess her sister died when she was young, trying to get him to see her as a human being and not an object. After 45 minutes, he forces her into the bathroom. Keeps groping her breasts through her clothing as he pleasured himself. She said she felt like she was being used like a blow-up sex doll. And she cried, shook, and resisted. And so, uh, eventually he inserts himself. Uh, 
Yeah, she for. said she said um, it, he sort of penetrated, uh, but it wasn't staying in because his penis is so weird. All she could think about was that she would get some horrible disease from him. Hmm. And he kept talking about his ex-wife and how I reminded uh, her, him of her. Uh, and 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 then described the uh, the genitals as being like uh, similar to a fish, fish like, fish like. What kind of fish? I couldn't figure that out. I don't know. Uh, guppy, scaly. <laughs> oh, the shape, huh? Well, yeah, the shape. I wondered, or, or was it just really uh, like like soft and flimsy? I don't know. Like I said before the break, I'd never heard a description like that before. Like a of rainbow. Course, all of the women are being asked to do this. But I thought about this this morning. I said, well, now it's been so documented that anybody gets on the stand can probably come close to describing what all the other women have already described, right? Then she uh, apparently uh, faked some pleasure noises to get him to uh, get so he could get to his destination faster. His destination? That's my word. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't want to use the E word. Uh, he also suggested that they might be girlfriend and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I, she said, I just thought I was going to throw up. What would it be like introducing me to your father, he, he said to her. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so disgusting, so wrong. Wow. Uh, now, here is the cynic in me for a moment. Yeah. This happens in 2005. Okay. 2017 is when the Me Too scandal blew up and Harvey Weinstein became a much more well-known name infamously she doesn't report this till 2020 Mm -hmm. she never told gavin newsom no until a few years ago a few years ago right and remember she went back to she went back uh to ask weinstein for some advice and she had newsom's campaign solicit money from him right five hundred dollars which newsom has since returned yeah after she told newsom what had happened then then he decided to give up the 500 bucks you know, uh, she's being portrayed as this is very brave of her. But as I mentioned, it took a while for the allegation to come out, even after the Me Too scandal broke. And by 2020, uh, Newsom thinks he's a player on the national scene, possibly running for president. This woman's involved in documentaries about women. You know, it's often about equal pay, subject matter like that. So I'm just saying the cynic in me says this is an opportunity for her to be a part of this trial and I'm saying this didn't happen. I'm just no, saying it it, to portray herself. I don't think he can make this stuff up. As as the victim and raise the profile yeah. is what I'm saying. Right. All right. Now, we have a defense attorney. There are two of them, actually. Mark Worksman and Alan Jackson. And uh, Worksman is, is, well, we're expecting probably as we're talking that he's really uh, going to go after her. He's ruthless. I, I, mean, he, it, it, I mean, he'll say anything. He said things like, the accusers in this case, women who willingly played the game by the rules that applied back then, they'll come into this courtroom now with their lawyers in tow and claim well, they were raped and sexually assaulted. See, that's an interesting question that normal people talk about, right? Is like, how far uh, does a woman play the game? Uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? How, yeah. I, mean, I mean, some people just don't play the game. They turn around and walk away right away. Or some of them, after they're... See, maybe the third red flag. But you, you hang in there, you hang in there, and hang in there, and then all of a sudden it really goes to hell. 
And, and some people uh, don't get that. Like, how could you not see that this was going to a bad place? But you, you, you stayed until, until the bitter end. Well, even in this story, you know, he was in the darkened hallway. She could see what was going on, but yet she went back to the couch and this uh, went on for 45 minutes. But at what point do you realize there's not going to be a, a meeting about my uh, career? Yeah, my, my story no, ideas. There is not. Right. This is just uh, a disgusting lech who wants to use me. Unfortunately, I have a guy brain, so I can't put myself in their position. But I, you know, have been on job interviews. I have pitched ideas. And, you know, if I've gotten to the point where the guy I'm supposed to be supposed to interview me is bent over making weird noises wearing a bathrobe, I think I'd know to maybe it's time to go. Yeah. Well, sometimes people just put up with something because the career comes first. Yeah. And don't know where I mean, this might I get, lead. I mean, I mean, do they think if he's going to settle down after he gets it out of his system? I, I don't know. I've heard people say it all happens so fast that it's surreal that you can't even. It's hard to even I get see. a hold of yourself logically. I, mean, I don't know about you, but if some some fat stranger show me his penis, I. Well, I'm I'm out right away. I, I'm not thinking about it. Uh, all right. We uh, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, <laughs> KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right. Well, L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva has conceded the race to the man known as Robert Luna. The former Long Beach police chief will be the next sheriff of Los Angeles County. More vote counts are supposed to be released today by the L.A. County Registrar yeah. of Voters. And I'm sure Luna's going right to work to clean up more homeless encampments, right? Did a fine job in Long Beach, as we found out yesterday. Yeah. All those well, poor downtown business owners who are about to close up shop. Apparently no laws were enforced in Long Beach. Remember during the, uh, the riots, during the riots the, in 2020? The 2020 uprising, yeah. right? There's all kinds of mayhem and destruction in Long Beach. and uh, no, This is who they got. This will be a puppet for the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. Yeah. And, of course, what they want to do is have no jails. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. No, we're, I'm we're, sure he'll go along with that. We're in woke world. We've got, we are. Uh, we've got uh, Sheriff Woke now. Yep, they've elected a wokester. So they're going to be happy. It was a pretty easy win, too, unfortunately. Uh, Sheriff V wasn't picking up any, really, yeah. of the uh, extra ballots that have been counted over the last week. This is so. this is like the worst voting environment here in Los Angeles. Yeah, just I'm afraid Rick Caruso is going to be next to concede. I know. It's it's just it's just uh, it's like it's like people want more crime, they want more homeless, they want more chaos, they want more danger. It's like they're fo- voting in favor of death and destruction and and filth. Coming up after three o'clock, Alex Stone from ABC News will be on with us to talk about what happened to four University of Idaho students who were found dead at an off-campus home. They're saying now that they were killed with a knife. That, of course, would eliminate strongly the possibility that it was a murder-suicide. All four were murdered. And they're having a tough time coming up with the motive. We'll find out more from uh, our guest, Alex Stone, coming up after the news at 4 o'clock here on the John and Ken Show. A federal judge, but this has gone back and forth. A federal judge this afternoon has vacated Title 42. 
Title 42 was a public health law that was implemented by the Trump administration in 2020 under the guise of COVID and the pandemic. It was a quick way to expel the migrants at the border. When Biden was running in 2020, he announced he wanted to obviously undo a lot of Trump border policies. That's why we're overridden. Article or Title 42 was one of them. But uh, when he tried to wind it down in the spring, he was blocked in court. Now, the way the justice system works in this country is bizarre sometimes, because if you have somebody that brings a suit and a judge agrees to hear the suit and it's a federal judge, well, he can make a decision either for or against your suit. And while Biden lost in court trying to wind down Title 42 today, a different judge, U.S. Judge Emmett Smith, has vacated Title 42. It's arbitrary and capricious. And he has vacated the use of the policy and all memos associated with this. So I, I don't know where we go now, but if you remember when we were covering this months ago, the belief was, boy, if the migrants find out that Title 42 is wiped out, that's going to lead to another crush oh, yeah. at the well, border. Well, see, because it was the pretext for it was we have a COVID emergency. It was very useful to use Title 42. But I knew at some point it was obvious to the world that COVID is no longer a major issue. So yeah, how do you public health emergency how, so much? How right? do you legally justify using it, even if the results of using it are great, because it tamps down immigration? Like right. it's a, it's a useful tool, but you know the, the the problem is is the stuff is is written vaguely, and there are, it, it is it's written so badly you can have multiple interpretations. And what Congress should do, and the president should do, if they were doing their job, is simply pass a series of laws that shut down the border for good. And we don't have to have this ping pong game and, and this, this charade of, oh, well, it's still a COVID emergency, so we're going to use Title 42. No, no, there's not a COVID emergency. We're, we're going to stop Title 42. Back and forth, you go to one judge, you go to another judge, you get it appealed. The truth is, why don't you seal off the border? Is this 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 is a complete? It's like with the death penalty. Instead of just killing people, you end up in a fifteen-year court case over uh, you know a three-drug cocktail. How yes. does it work? Is it legal? Is it effective? Blah blah. It's like stop it. Just shoot them through the head. Don't waste fifteen years arguing about the ingredients of the cocktail. Same thing here. Don't argue about uh, Title Forty Two. Just build well, a, build a wall. Whether Stop you believe them. this crowd just wants to repopulate the United States or they just believe that anybody who wants asylum should have a chance in this great country, I know. that's why they don't care about Title I know. Well, 42. they're destructive. They're terribly right. destructive. We, when we return, the big story yesterday was four, or rather three, college football players for the University of Virginia were murdered. The other story that shocked people also involves college students. Four University of Idaho students were found dead in a home across the street from the campus on Sunday. We'll find out more from Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. GameBridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information live nation presents concert week now through may 14th get 25 tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75 off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 savage alanis morissette cage the elephant celeste barber dirk spentley fade hootie and the blowfish janet jackson kids bob kids megan trainer bissell puma sarah mclaughlin get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just 25 until now through may 14th Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.